Hello and welcome to What the Animals Want You to Know or Want Us to Know. And uh, I'm here with Melia Brent White. Hello, Melia, and welcome to this episode. Thanks, Miriam. And today, this is already episode number nine. So this is only, there's only two more, this one, and then we have one more. Today we're talking to deers, and the last one we'll be talking to wolves. So uh, both wild animals, both living in the forest mostly, but um, yeah, so I feel that this 10-week online uh, event has actually gone really fast. You know, I can't believe we're, we're already doing, you know, episode number eight. How do you feel, Melia? Yeah, it's it's been a very interesting journey and it's certainly um, developed a life of its own. And yeah, it's amazing how, how time can just go like that. And I find that the messages that I've been picking up, they, I mean, they were so... Um, different sometimes but they were kind of pushing me on 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 this journey to you know I can't put it into words at the moment it's quite difficult to put it into words for me but I feel like something is happening you know there's there's like when we post on Facebook you know the coming up episodes and over sudden there's lots of sort of information on the animals that we're talking about there is some sort of backstory um, you you found the spider that you communicated with. So there's lots of energy around this whole um, channeling and bringing the messages out. So I feel that the animals actually, they like us talking about this. They like bringing this, this you know, their view and their, 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 you know, thoughts out to the humans. That's my, my feeling. Yeah, I, I guess my take on it would be everything is alive and when you start directing your attention and communicating with it, it responds. So that's something for all of us to remember. Where, where attention goes, energy flows. And we, you know, everything loves attention. <laughs> you know, for anyone with children or animals would know that they're you know, off, often things just love attention. My horse this afternoon, my horse Shaman, is just like, give me more attention, give me more attention. And then I go and focus on the other animals and he comes up and he puts his head under my arm. <laughs> but it's this, this um, soaking of attention. It's, it's almost like attention's currency and we choose where to spend it. And we, we've chosen to spend it with the animal consciousness the past nine weeks and I've certainly noticed it responding to me and not just on Facebook because often we rem remember you know there is the artificial intelligence with Facebook and they do pick up words and mm. then it responds so there's probably a little bit of that going on but just in my normal life I saw three spiders today and we've been running spider week at this current moment and then I woke up with a, a song in my head this morning and when I googled and watched the video clip, there were deer all in the video clip. And um, yeah, it's just, just interesting to follow the crumbs. Yeah, and then not knowing really, I mean, we didn't know where this would lead us. 
you know, we had this idea to do and it was sort of, we wanted to do it because we thought it was fun and we wanted to bring the side of the animals out. And I think that the animals are actually, you know, as you said, putting some crumbs out and we're sort of following these crumbs and it's a bit like a, a treasure hunt. You don't know what's at the end, but even being on that path, there's so many revelations and insights coming. And I love these messages. I love, you know, how they relate to my, my life, how they relate to my situation a lot of times, or I can usually find something um, that is very um, what's going on at the moment, or is an aspect of what's going on. So, um, yeah, I've, I've, you know, I'm quite sad that this, these 10 weeks are actually coming to an end. So um, I'm looking forward for the next project where we do something different, maybe something similar and different. So, um, but yeah, everybody keep, keep um, tuned in. So um, once we know, or once we decided to do something, um, a follow-up project, we will let everybody know. And it's that journey of um, practice makes perfect. Like I've, I've, um, I've been working on my animal communication and consciousness communication skills for, I don't know, five or six years. But this process of, of connecting regularly, I, I've certainly noticed, um, you know, it's, it's just that, that practice practice makes perfect it's the journey towards mastery and it's it's a reminder for me you know to to undertake things like this or for anyone else that wants to practice um commit to something and you, you really find that um it gets much easier yeah it's a, it's it it becomes different as well i find um it flows more that's but um, yeah, so let's talk about deer. Um, I don't know if this is a, a stupid question. Do you have deer in Australia? We do, yeah. Yeah, there's some wild deer. Mm -hmm. um, not so many in Western Australia, but there's, there's some farm deer as well. Are they, are they uh, uh, is that a natural habitat to live in Australia? No. Okay. No. Okay. The kang our kangaroos are, are Australian deer. Right. How did they get to Australia? So the settlers brought deer with they must them. Have. Yeah. Okay. It's a long way. Yeah. <laughs> so, so do they do they get hunted as well for meat to eat? Um, not so much where I live, but I think there's quite a lot of feral deer on the eastern coast of Australia and they get hunted. And I know definitely in New Zealand, there's lots of feral pigs and feral deers and they, they hunt them a lot. And, um, you know, a lot of people are actually able to source very good quality wild meat yeah. because of that. And, um, you know, energetically, from an energetic perspective, there's quite a lot of difference eating wild meat compared to eating domesticated meat and especially eating the organ meat. There's a lot of vitality um, in that. In Germany, um, eating deer is actually, maybe it's not as common now than uh, like it used to be, 
but I remember that at my grandmother's place, she lived in a, in a small village. It was very, it was something special, of course, but mm. uh, not unusual. So you would have deer and sometimes you still had the little um, bullets stuck in them, you know, that <laughs> they were, they were killed with these, these, uh, I don't know what the English word is, but not one bullet, but many small bullets, you know, and you still had those in, when you were eating them. I think they're called buckshot. I have no idea. <laughs> if you say so, then then that's what they, they're called. So, yeah. Well, I've got um, a Swedish adopted family and I was a vegetarian for five years in my 20s. And when I first met them, I'd, I just started eating meat again and um, my Swedish well, adoptive father at the time, I'd only just met them and he had this reindeer jerky and he basically forced me to eat it. <laughs> it was quite challenging for me at the time, but since then I've had the opportunity to eat reindeer, wild reindeer from Lapland quite a few times and also wild elk. And um, I was very honoured to to um, have that opportunity, and it it was very very delicious. Yeah, I I remember. I mean, deer can be very nice, um, but anyway, let's not talk about eating the animals so much. <laughs> let's well, talk I mean, about what you know, there's a there's a respect. You know, there can be that respect that goes on, obviously with our supermarket and food chain, uh, often people aren't very connected to where right. the meat comes from. Right. But if we can connect and honour the animal, or especially if it's wild killed, yeah. that's, um, yeah. Yeah, that's another, another story. So um, would you like me to read out my first sure. message which is from a, um, a buck, so a male deer? He said, the branches of my antlers indicate my age and with age comes wisdom. The wisdom to guide the herd and to keep everyone safe. The wisdom to go forward and when to retreat or to find another way. The wisdom to dig under the snow to find sustenance. We need to show the young these things. Some things are revealed and some things are taught. Then I get old. Then I die, then I'm reborn again. Can you see the cycle? It is infinite. That is so beautiful. He's, he's a real storyteller. Yeah. So, yeah, he was, uh, he was showing me that, that interconnectedness and that, and that cycle of, of being, um, breaking down into the land um, at the at, you know, once they've died, the, the integration process back into the earth and then the, the rebirth process. Yeah. When you, were, when you were reading out the message, I was kind of thinking that we don't have antlers, but we have the wrinkles. You know, the wrinkles show like we're getting older and wiser, you know, and for some reason I had to, you know, I had this parallel, you know, and um, it's nice to look at, you know, getting older and getting wiser as, as, you know, as sort of something nice, 
because I still feel that we humans sometimes look at getting older um, is not we're getting wiser, but we're getting less attractive because we only have this this part between 20 and 30 or something like that. I don't know where that age is, where um, you're attractive or, you know, your life is attractive. And then after that, it sort of goes downhill. And that's not, I, I don't think that's, that's, you know, the reality. I don't think that's, that's how it is. But, you know, in the media, I can see um, there's a certain ageism going on. Yeah. Or portraying younger people more than, than older people. So really cherishing that and, and talking about the nice side of getting older because you have so many more experience. You can lead people. And getting older, yes, you have more. I have more experience than I had when I was 20. And yes, I, I empathize with people in a completely different way because a lot of things I have experienced or I've heard about it or, you know, I've been touched by, by certain things. So yeah, that was a nice reminder. If you can hear a commotion in the background, my husband's just come home. So if you've heard dogs <laughs> barking, the recording might pick that up. I'll just explain what's going on. Yeah, they're happy. They're happy dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like their voices heard. Um, yeah, I think the, the beauty of getting older is you care less about approval. And, and being able to let that go means that you can connect a lot more to your inner power. And exactly like what you said, that power to lead and that power to find your own way. I think it's, I don't know what happens, but for me, it's like this not caring about uh, what people think of me. It just, over sudden, it was sort of, okay, that's gone. You know, I don't need to, to kind of think about what other people might think of me. Um, it, it was just like this sort of weight that was gone one day. And, you know, and now I can tell people when I'm not happy with something, you know, I can complain or I can say, look, that's not how I see it or that's not how I feel it or, you know, something like that. And I remember when I was younger, you know, in my 20s or 30s, it was still a big thing to even just speak up or, you know, take a stand or say what you really feel. It was always, you know, I was always very nervous about that. And, and I felt really kind of that's a confrontation, even though it doesn't have to be. You can, you can say what you feel or do, and it doesn't have to go against what other people do or say. Yeah, I think that's one of the many things that's nice. Um, I have one. Um, it's, a, it's a young deer and he's living in a small forest close to the city of Potsdam, which is not too far away from where we live. It's a beautiful, beautiful city and they have, um, they have these old um, chateaus there, you know, the castles and they have a big area where they have this, this um, grounds, like the gardens and actually around Potsdam is a lot of forest. So this little young deer said, we love jumping through the forest early in the morning when the sun is slowly kissing away the dew from the night before. Everything is calm and quiet 
and we can connect to the earth to get downloads and insights. When we stand there in the morning sun, grazing, we meditate on being. When we can be still and then run like the wind, we are as joyful as can be. I feel it's a message about appreciation. Like, um, just being in the moment and that beautiful language, the descriptive word of the environment, it, it just feels, yeah, it feels like beautiful appreciation of, of that moment. And also uh, what I picked up was the appreciation of um, when we can be still and when we can be able to run because not all deers and not all animals have that freedom. You know, if we, if we think about some animals that are in, in, you know, in captiv captivity um, because they're livestock or because they're pets, you know, they don't have sometimes that choice to do what they please. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying it's, it's bad or worse, but they, this, they really appreciated that they have the choice to do, you know, see what's around them, appreciate that and, uh, and have choices. So, yeah. That's a beautiful message. Right. Next I one. also have a message from a baby reindeer. Its name is Mikke and it's from Norway. It said, I, I'm not in the wild, I'm in a park. Exactly like what you're talking about with your baby deer was wild. This one said, we live in a park. There are people around, there are hikers and sometimes they're hunters. We need to keep alert. When, you, when we use all of our senses, we can sense when there are eyes on us. We feel it with all of our being. We know when they are grazing, lazing eyes or when they are hunter, hungry eyes. I don't want to be a meal. So when I feel eyes, I run with my mother as fast as I can and blend into the woodland dappled lights like a ghost. You know what is going on with the with the words here, with the with the language of the deer. This is just so it, they're poets. It's beautiful, <laughs> you know, how they describe things. And again, we have not, you know, I don't know your messages, you don't know my messages, so we have not rehearsed this, so we don't know what's coming up. So uh, this is quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah, and that word dappled come through for both of us, didn't it? Did it? Did you have dappled? Is that in in your not not dappled, no. Maybe something similar. <laughs> About the light. Um the uh slowly the dew. The um the dew. Yeah. Yeah. So this one I have one that was very sort of, um, it was surprising to me what came up. First of all, the deer was, um, it's an angel deer. So the deer was not alive or it's not alive anymore. And this deer wanted to share how he died. 
And um, so he was kind of taking me through that. So this is what he said. I was running and running and running. And over sudden, I felt a big bang and life got very dark around me. I got thrown into the air and I sensed the car underneath me sliding off the street and being thrown against a tree. My soul left my body and I could see the woman driver lying on the wet street, bleeding. I didn't want this to happen, but it all happened so fast. Please, humans, forgive us for harming you. We don't want to do this. But your cars and streets come so close to our living space that we can't go anywhere else. Wow. I feel there's a thread here, even with what we're talking about, with, you know, eating deer in the beginning and then talking about the birth and, and death and then not wanting to be a meal and then being hit, hit by the car. It's, it's interesting how our worlds collide, isn't it? Between yeah. The and... Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was walking along the side of a very busy road and I actually noticed how disruptive cars are. It was like they were going quite fast. They're going 90 kilometres per hour and I got quite dizzy from walking along the side of the road and it really highlighted to me when we're inside of a car, we don't think about it, but being on the outside of the car and noticing the energy of the cars they're really intense. And I, I guess for an animal, it'd be quite hard to, to move out of the way if, if you were already moving in that way or if you're standing in the road. The deer sometimes, they get, they get a bit startled and freeze, don't they? You know what I was just thinking or what just came in my mind was um, the way, you know, this is what the deers were saying in your message. They can feel, you know, the, when they, they get, when somebody is focusing on them, you know, and they can feel the different intention, you know, do you want to eat me or, you know, am I okay? The thing with cars is, um, they probably can't feel, mm. you know, they don't get that connection. They can't sense that person coming because it's not the person basically that is coming so fast. It's the car. So um, it's interesting that, you know, I'm just thinking this might be the, the reason why they can't see the cars because they can, cannot sense it because there's nothing they can sense it, you know, like um, in their soul. So, um, well, we've all um, coexisted throughout evolution and then suddenly for the past hundred years, we've got these things called cars. Yes. So it's, it's a, you know, a hundred years is not very much time. So the rest of the world's not really adapted to us having these cars and perhaps we haven't really either. I mean, I, I did hear once that when you're in the car, you should, afterwards you should sweep your forehead because it can disrupt your polarities between the negative and the and the plus so yeah anyway do whatever feels right for you but uh some sometimes 
yeah, the amount of travel that we do can be a bit disruptive to the body. Very true. Um, when I used to fly as a stewardess, you know, and I was um, flying all around the world, I would feel, I was feel, it was, it was like this dream job. You know, people would look at it from the outside and I just felt so tired all the time and I just felt so out of place, especially coming down to Australia. Um, you know, every time I came down to Australia, I couldn't sleep because of the time change. And mm. it was just like, I just felt like a fish out of water or a bird out of the sky. You know, it didn't fit, you know, I, I wasn't supposed to be there that quick and I didn't know how I got there and my body was wondering where I was. So, um, yeah, it was a very weird feeling, um, all that traveling. Yeah. I don't have any more dear messages. I have one more, which ties in what we're talking about beforehand, um, <laughs> which is quite funny actually. Um, it's from the dear consciousness and this is what the dear consciousness said. It was the energy from the dear consciousness was actually a little bit, uh, different to the dears I, I talked directly to. It was sort of more direct or more, a little bit more forceful. And this is what they said. Give us space and we're happy to give you some of our meat. We want to help feeding you if you help us living a free life. In ancient times, we would connect with the hunter and told him which deer he could take as it was time for that deer to leave the earth. It's a very profound message and I feel, again, that ties in with the, the respect. Yeah. And it's almost like our culture's lost that respect a bit for the animals just through our food chain it's, it's like we've forgotten and um, yeah it's it, it's it's a very similar message to messages I've received from the animals as well it's like um, they don't necessarily have a problem giving some form of sacrificial meat but there needs to be a ritual around it or an agreement. Mm. And I think that, um, yeah, appreciation, you know, it's like sort of um, thanking the animal and saying thank you for what you, that you're nurturing me and that connection. And I think that if we um, go back to that connection that we used to have when we're living together, I think this is something that would help both sides to understand where we stand. Because at the moment, I think that the animals don't know what we're doing because we're not connected to them anymore. And, um, and because we're, we're actually, we're together, we're living together on this planet, but we're living separately and we're not communicating and we're not kind of appreciation or appreciating the other. So um, I feel like they're wondering what's happened, you know, what, what has happened and 
why did that happen? Why are we separate? Whereas we're not, but we have cut off that communication. Yeah, and we're not, we're not, um, like a lot of, a lot of us aren't communicating with the living web. Yeah. So it's a, a reconnection process that we have to engage in. And I think that's very exciting, actually, because it brings so much richness to our life. You know, all the messages that we've been channeling, um, they're very profound. They're very, um, you know, showing us a different point of view on, on certain things and questions. And we can enrich each other. So... Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the journey of reconnecting, I think it's very exciting. Yeah. So, um, I agree. And we have something new this, this, this week, again, um, what we wanted to do at the end. And sort of, we actually talked about this beforehand, and I feel it fits very well within the dear energy. What I found, what we want to do is we want to do a guided meditation and uh, we would like to invite everybody to, to follow us in, in this guided meditation and pick up words. And because I think that words carry energy as well as everything else. And with words, we can bring, we can spread love and we can spread appreciation. And as you were saying earlier, Amelia, that everything likes to be appreciated and everything likes to um, get the attention. So um, this, is, this is what we would like to invite everybody to do, to um, just see if there's any words of appreciation coming up. So um, yeah, if you would like to join me in a little guided uh, meditation, um, you can sit or you can lie down, whatever feels comfortable for you. You can slowly close your eyes. Take a deep breath into your belly. And when you exhale, let go. Take another deep breath in. And exhale. Take another deep breath in and exhale. You're walking through a wonderful, beautiful forest. You can see the sun shining through the tall trees. You can smell the aromatic air and you can feel the soft forest ground underneath your feet. It's nice and warm and comfortable walking. There are butterflies dancing. There's some bees flying around. Maybe you see a little bunny there's a little water flowing 
And you just walk on. You're feeling very peaceful. And this forest is surrounding you. You feel safe. And you feel at home. You can feel that this forest is your home. There's also other souls' home. There are many souls living here. And you walk on, and there you can find a big open space. There's a beautiful big rock. You want to, to walk over and touch this rock. It's very smooth. You climb up and sit on this rock. It's nice and warm from the sun. And sitting there comfortably, you just close your eyes. Maybe you lie down on the rock. And you can sense a beautiful light coming towards you and warming your body and filling you with love and peace. Maybe you can sense some other animals being around this rock. Maybe there's some deers. Maybe there's a fox. Maybe a rabbit. They're all sitting there, enjoying the time. And while you're being filled with this beautiful warm light that is filling your body inside and out, you just start to listen. Listen to the universe. Listen to anything that comes up. Maybe you get some words. Listen for the beautiful words, for the words full of love. The words that carry a loving energy. And you collect those words. When you feel or if you hear a word, you just collect it, you hold it. And just sit there and wait for the words to come. Maybe these are unusual words, or maybe these are words that you use very often. They're all fine. Maybe they come in sentences, or maybe just separate words. And when you've collected enough words, and if you feel guided to do so, you can 
open your eyes and get off the rock and start walking away from the rock. You can feel the warm earth underneath your feet and you feel very happy because you collected all those beautiful words. And while you're walking, you come back to the room you're sitting in. You're coming back to your body slowly. You can start moving your toes and you can start moving your hands or your fingers. And more and more you're coming back. Now you can sense the room around you where you're sitting or lying. You still have that connection to that beautiful forest with the words. And when you're ready, you can slowly start opening your eyes. And what I would like to invite you to do is take the words that you've collected and you can write them down or you can write a little text or a little letter or a little poem. All those lovely words together will bring that weave of, um, or a web of, of uh, nice energies. So, um, and it can, it can sort of, it can raise your energy a little bit. It can give you a nice feeling and you can spread it and bring it out. You can also put it on Facebook and share it so uh, people can share. Did that you was beautiful to experience. Thank you. Did you? Uh... I, almost drifted, I almost drifted away completely. <laughs> but, oh, I'm on the rock. <laughs> Did you uh, collect any words or were there any words coming? I did. I got um, peace and enchanting nice. and wisdom. And there was another word which started like M-I-L something, but I wasn't sure exactly what it is. But, yeah, they, they just drifted in. Nice. And do you feel that they have their own frequency as well, words? Everything has frequency. Yeah. Everything has its own vibration. So um, with the English language, the, the frequency for English, um, it's, it's still very powerful, but some other languages are more powerful, like Sanskrit or when I, when I hear um, Aboriginal Noongar language, like you can hear the power in the words and the same with uh, quite a few indigenous languages. Um, all my work with body talks, vibration based. So I use vibration to heal, but I use the vibration mainly through words. So specifically keywords that we use to shift consciousness. So most certainly all, all words can shift consciousness. I find that in animal communication that 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to match a frequency or vibration that I'm picking up with the right word. And sometimes I can find myself trying to find the right word to, so that it's a match. So, um, yeah. So I hope this, you know, you enjoyed this little, um, X course, you know, this little journey into the forest with collecting words and, uh, I'm very curious to see if, if people would like to share some of the words that I picked up. They don't have to be in a text. They don't have to be um, put together, but just see what came up. So um, that leads me to say, thank you, Amelia. Thank you, thank, Miriam. Thank you, dear. And thank you, healing words. Thank you, dear. Thank you, healing words. See you next time. Bye.